church today. Welcome to church. Yes, it is great to see you all today. Today is a very special day. God is going to be here. It's going to be a wonderful time. It's a special today because today is pastor appreciation. I have several things I want to share. We got a little bit of instruction about today, but I want to say this. Welcome to Stratford Heights. We are so happy to have you here today. Today is a very special day as we celebrate one of the greatest blessings that this church has ever received, our pastor, Ray Phillips. Amen. Amen. We also want to recognize his family, especially Lori and Brian and Sydney Watkins who are here. Let's give it up for them. 
They are based out of Atlanta. They're here this weekend to celebrate Pastor Appreciation Day. And the pastor's niece, Brittany, got married yesterday to Tyler, and that was a wonderful time. But all the family's here together, and we want to honor God, and we want to honor the man of God today. Also, we want to say hello to Pastor Brad and Stephanie Reffitt, who are here today. As a part of this celebration, we want to do something a little different, so we asked Rock Island to be with us, and we appreciate you and thank you for being with us on this very special day. At the conclusion of this, the service, before you go to lunch, we want to invite you to a pastor appreciation appetizer reception, and that will happen right at the end of the service today. And the way we start here is the way we start every service. We're going to get out in the aisles. We're going to welcome each other to church, especially if you're visiting with us today. You are our special guest, and we do appreciate you. With that being said, we're going to get out in the aisles, and we're going to greet one another and hug next, shake hands, and welcome each other to church.
Oh, we pray. We have some very special guests with us this morning. Dr. Mark Bailey and his beautiful wife, Liz. Wave. Wave at them. Right back here they are. Of course, there's never any better service than when Mark brings that symphonic band in here and we begin to praise the Lord. I love it because we actually learn to praise with just music, even without words. And then when we put the choir and the praise singers with it, it just goes through the roof. They're going to be with us for our 100th celebration, so that's going to be an awesome time. You want to be here for that. This summer and last summer, I've had an intern. This is Jordan Bailey. And that's their son. And Jordan has been with us. Uh, he's graduated this year, and he's finishing up his intern so that he can get his degree. And he has done that. This is the last Sunday he will be with us. And he's leaving to go to South Korea for a year. And uh, so, uh, but then he's coming back to get a job. And somebody is going to get a really good worship pastor. So Jordan, I love you. He's like one of my boys, and uh, and he eats as much as them too. So when he leaves, it'll be like getting a raise. But uh, <laughs> I love him, and I'm and I'm glad he's here. He taught us that last song, and he just he did that from scratch all the way. I come back from the assembly, and they were doing it, and and I just love the way he, I love his heart. And so, enough about Jordan. Worship the Lord with us. Two, three, four.
Lord for the beautiful spirit of God that we feel in this house. Can we clap our hands one more time? Thank him for that. So thankful that he visits us and, and does his work. You can be seated this morning if you can. We wanted at, at some point in the service, the pastor has, has done so obediently to, to pick out a place in the service to pray for Israel. How many know that God has a plan for Israel? I know that there's some, and their theology is that, that we've replaced Israel and all of these types of things, but we read in Romans 9, 10, and 11 that God has a plan for Israel, a plan to save them and to bring salvation to them, and we know His name is Jesus, and we're praying their eyes be open to that, but in the meantime, we support and pray for them, seek their good, and love them with all of our hearts, amen? Can you pray with me today as we pray for this conflict to come to an end and that all parties would be safe and that the Lord Jesus Christ would be seen and felt uh, by the world through this and through his people. Father, we love you and we praise you. We ask you today as we pray and seek you, God, that, that you might continue to keep your hand upon your people, Lord. We pray and ask, God, that there be opportunity for us as your believers, followers of Christ, to support them, then, Father, we might be involved. God, we might be obedient to that. In the meantime, God, I ask, Lord, that you would bless them and prosper them. I pray for peace to be within their walls, Lord, and I pray for prosperity, God, to be in their streets, God. I pray that all men might know and see that these are your people. God, we love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Today we have a very special presentation. As you know, it's a very special day. The seat of honor today always belongs to Jesus Christ. And I want us to know that. I think we all know that today. But we get to celebrate an awesome man that Jesus Christ sent to us. Our pastor today, Pastor Ray Hanzoni, is going to come and, and present or make a presentation to our pastor. Wow. I have the privilege this morning to be able to represent the pastor council and the congregation here in presenting a small gift to our pastor and our appreciation towards him. Now I have about 18 pages of notes here, but I'll try to be as brief as I can because I know we're all in a hurry, all right? But I want you to know that you are loved. I want you to know that you are respected. And I want you to know today that you're honored. I want to thank you today. <laughs> I want to thank you for being our pastor. I want to thank you for being the leader that we need here. And I want to thank you for being our friend. Love you. All right. We have an opportunity as a church today, as we take up the offering, to uh, present. I know, as Richard said, we have an opportunity later to share the stories and thank the pastor for all that he's done, the testimonies, and, and maybe today as God leads you, and obviously as the pastor would tell us, not outside, or, or not, don't use your tithe to do it, but, um, but as God would lead you, and uh, the generosity of your heart, maybe to put something in 
to honor our pastor. I said this in the early morning service. I'm going to say it again. We want him to go home tonight, open up cards, and just see the offering and different things and be so confident, so confident that he is the man that God's chosen for this place, that tomorrow he's so ready to get back to work. He's here at 7 a.m. ready to get back to work because he's just affirmed that his church loves him and that this is the place that God has called him to be. Can we pray? Father, we love you. Thank you, God. Thank you for all of your blessings. And God, we know that many times, God, you use men and women, God, to be a blessing and to minister and to effect change through the power of your spirit. God, we honor you in this offering, and uh, that is the desire of our heart and church. In Jesus' name, amen. Right now, the pastor's favorite song to date is He Is Mine. That may change next week. He's had about 30 or 40 favorite songs since we've, he's been pastor. But we wanted to do this this morning to honor him and to show our love and appreciation. He gives us freedom to worship here. And uh, we, we, as musicians, we never feel any restraint. We just know go until it gets good. And that's what we do.
The pastor likes that, but the thing he likes even better than that is hearing his baby sisters. And so word came through the grapevine. I'd like to hear Laura sing. Laura's one of us. Brian took her away from us. We'll never forgive him for that. And you'll see why as she comes to minister. Yeah. 
Sometimes when you're, has anybody ever had a promise from the Lord for a situation? Sometimes in the midst of, of waiting on that, it becomes difficult. But when you see the cross, when you see it like we've just seen it, and this incredible woman of God saying, and the anointing was on her, our eyes were open, and we realize that even if we can't see God's hand, we can always trust His heart. So thankful for that this morning. I get the privilege. I had a couple of privileges already. I get another one here to share a little bit um, in regards to the pastor. Now, one of the things, I know Rich will sum this up at the beginning, but one of the things that, that we wanted to do is to make sure that we don't just talk about Ray. We're going to honor him and we're going to love him, but we talk about it in a way that we can go out of here and feel like we've heard from God too. And so I wanted to read a scripture, if I can, in First Thessalonians, um, out of First Thessalonians chapter 4. And... Um, Actually, chapter 3, excuse me, First Thessalonians chapter 3. But it says, But Timothy has just now come to us from you and has brought good news about your faith and love. He has told us that you always have pleasant memories of us 
and that you long to see us just as we long to see you. It says, therefore, brothers, in all our distress and persecution, we were encouraged. We were encouraged about you because of your faith. It says, for now we really live since you are standing firm in the Lord. It says, how can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy we have in the presence of our God because of you? Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking, what is lacking in your faith. You know, the, the call of a pastor is from God. A lot of us, we, we, there's people, they love to preach and they love to do this and, and all of these things. But the call of a pastor is God's because you know what happens? What God does when, when you're called to pastor a people, God breaks you for those people. God does something in you to where you think about them. Late in the night, you're up praying for them. Late in the night, you're rejoicing when you see awesome things that God has done in their life. I picked this particular part of Scripture because it shows the calling that's upon Paul for this church. He said two things that jumped out at me, three things actually, and I'm not going to, I got five minutes. I promise I can do it in five minutes. I promise. First thing he said is it, it blessed me. Even in my tough times, it encouraged me that you were walking with the Lord. You know how many times I've walked in Ray's office and over the years that I've known him and I've seen him in his heart and maybe, maybe physically I've seen him turn somersaults when someone gets a breakthrough in their life. When someone walks in the Lord, when someone turns that corner and they see the glory of Christ, it blesses Ray's life. It affects his emotions. It affects who he is, how he feels that day when someone's serving the Lord or when someone walks away from the Lord. How you know that you're called to something is when your heart is totally invested in a place and most importantly in a people. We see that in our pastor. We see that, that number one, it, it blesses him when we walk in the Lord and we walk in the truth. And we see it breaks his heart when, 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 when we're away from God or he's praying for us and spending time. It, it's something that keeps him up at night. It's something that consumes his life. It's something that he's all about. We, we see that here, how important that is. And we see that in our pastor. I don't know some of us that are in here today. We may feel a calling. But can I tell you, the calling starts with the Lord. And the calling starts when he gets a hold of your heart and he breaks it wide open for something. And if he's doing that, then, then we follow in that. And it's not a burden. It's not a burden to follow that call. It's, it's a joy. It's an absolute joy, even in the hard times and the difficult times. And the last thing he says in this scripture that I wanted to share and equate that with our pastor and then sum up what I'm saying is he said this. He said, we are looking for every opportunity to give to you what's lacking in your faith. Does anybody else know the Pastor Ray eyes? Is that just me? Pastor Ray, he'll look at you. We're out at lunch, and, and I can feel him gazing over at me, trying to look into my heart and see what my faith needs, trying to look into my heart and see what my relationship. You guys know what I'm talking about. If you don't, you haven't spent time with him. He's always trying to, to read me and see if there's something that God is trying to do in my life or if I'm dealing with something. And you know why? It's because he absolutely loves people. He absolutely displays the calling of God upon his life and the divine love that God puts in the heart of us for people. Because I'm going to tell you something today. I know for myself, I'm not very easy to love sometimes. You can ask my wife. Okay, maybe I shouldn't have said that. But you know what? Maybe some of you are like that too. Maybe not. But this man, when he looks at me, I can see the love of Jesus. You know, When he spends that time with me, I can see that his desire is to is to add to my faith and to strengthen my faith. I'm thankful for a pastor that was available to be called. 
I'm thankful for a pastor that was available for God to break his heart open and take his life and use it to bless you and to bless me and to bless this city and this county and state and even around the country as he's traveled and the world. I'm thankful for that, that pastor. And we're going to welcome our brother. Pastor Brian is going to come up and share a few things. Thank you, Pastor Cameron. As Pastor Cameron mentioned earlier, we've come today first and foremost to worship God. But we've also come to show our appreciation for the man of God, the one he's called to lead our church. And as each one of us share, we're tying it in to Scripture. And in preparation for today, as I was thinking about all the things I could say about our pastor, for the sake of time and the five minutes we had, we have, I had to narrow it down to one. So for the next few moments, I'm going to share about being real, about being a real example of God's love for others. Because for me, this is what stands out most than anything else when I think about our pastor, what I want to appreciate him for. Not long ago, a pastor mentioned in one of his messages that his greatest desire was that people would see something in him that they would want, something that would inspire them to want a relationship with God and to motivate them to grow in that relationship. He said he wanted to be real. He wanted to be authentic. He wanted to be an example for others to follow. The Apostle Paul basically said the same thing in his letter to the Corinthian church. He said in 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. The Corinthian church needed a real living example to follow in that day just as we all today need godly examples to follow. We need to see something authentic, something real. We need to see examples of people who are totally 100% sold out for God, people that are not full of religion, but that are full of love, and that live that love and demonstrate that love and extend that love to others that God puts in their lives through their actions and their deeds. John Maxwell, he's a well-known author and a professor in leadership, and anybody who studies leadership knows who he is. But he said this, we need leaders that not only know the way, we need leaders that know the way, goes the way, and shows the way. And we have this in our pastor. The Bible says that to know God is to know love. And that if we remain in him, he will remain in us and his love will dwell in us. Matthew 7, 16 says, by their fruit, you will recognize them. The fruit that we are looking for is love, just as Pastor Cameron had mentioned, the evidence that God dwells in that person. Paul, again speaking in his letter to the Corinthian church, told them that without love, they had nothing. That love must supersede everything else. Everything we do must be done out of love, our love for God, and our love for others. So the primary characteristic that we are looking for in a real, authentic leader is love. Do they have the love of God in them? Because that demonstrates their authenticity. So what does real, authentic love look like? What should we be looking for in that person? What are the characteristics? And it's said so well in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud, it does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered. 
It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. Always hopes. Always perseveres. Love never fails. So after reading this passage and tying this back to our pastor's greatest desire, there's no doubt in my mind. The love of God dwells in you. It's not because I said it. It's not because I love the man. It's not because I know him personally. It's because the word of God said it. Pastor Ray is a patient man. He's a kind man. He doesn't envy. He's not boastful. He's not full of pride and he's not arrogant. He doesn't dishonor others. As a matter of fact, he goes out of his way to honor others. His family, I know all of you. Even though I've never lived with you, I know about you. I know your childhood. I know your mother. He honors the heritage of this church. He honors the heritage of the church of God. But most of all, he honors God. He's not self-seeking. He doesn't try to promote himself. He's not easily angered. He's forgiving. And he rejoices in the truth. You can see it in his passion. He always protects his family, his church, and his friends. He always trusts. He always hopes. He always perseveres. And I have never, ever known him to fail. So as I wrap up my seven minutes, you can get on me in the staff meeting about that. I'm going to wrap up with a poem I appropriately called and dedicating to pastor entitled, I Know a Man, a Real Man. I know a man who teaches the word of God, the word of truth that gives the church power, the power of love, the power of the love of God. I know a man who not only hugs the sheep, but touches the heart of his flock. The sheep know his voice and are blessed by his presence. I know a man who teaches the medicinal benefits of laughter and the financial benefits of giving, who laughs with you and gives for you. I know a man whose singing brings light into dark places and pierces the heart into conviction. I know a man whose smile actually means I love you, whose eyes say I'm praying for you, and whose tears say I'm hurting with you. I know a man who is living a living sacrifice, sacrificing and laying it all down for his God, for his family, and for his church, and does so willingly and graciously. I know a man whose lessons from the pulpit make you want to jump up and say I can take on the world, and whose heart felt prayers help ease the pain in difficult times. I know a man who everyone has heard of, most people know, and who many people want at their church, but we have him because he's our shepherd. I know a man we all appreciate and love, and a man we are all proud to call our pastor. I know a man, a real man, and his name's Pastor Ray Phillips. Thank you very much for that, but you can be seated. <laughs> I'm glad the pastor's down here so you don't see how nervous he is, but I'm kind of the minister of fun on staff. And um, Richard told me I had to have a scripture 
and I couldn't just talk about him. And so I hunted hard and, and far, and I, I always I like to read out of the message. And so in Psalm 97, it says, in, on verse 10, it says, God loves all who hate evil. And that made me, that reminded me of the pastor because I've said in a lot of meetings where people have fallen, and I have never seen anybody more upset than he gets. I mean, he hates, he hates that. And he always takes it so personal, and I appreciate that about him. It's like he hasn't done something. It's almost as if he's failed, and he's always trying to help people to move on past their failings, and I love that about him. He says he snatches them from the grip of the wicked. Light seeds are planted in the souls of God's people, and joy seeds are planted in good soil. Pastor has great soil in his heart, and those seeds of joy are there, and I love that about him. I love that he can laugh and that he can have fun. I, the first thing he said to the staff when he took over as pastor, the first staff meeting, he says, I want your work to be fun and enjoyable. And he works very hard to make that happen. Now, you may not understand this or realize this, but the pastor and I, we are very close. Uh, I, I know all the other pastors think that they're his special one, but I'm a special one. And I've come here this morning to... Uh, kind of show you that. I love it. I, I hate to be around Christians who never, I got to take a look. That's awesome. <laughs> if you only knew the story behind that, I'm not telling it because what happens in Orlando stays in Orlando. <laughs> but the first time I met Pastor Ray, he was, I think, 17 years old. Uh, it was back at the old Harlem Park Church, and they decided that we had to have a singles ministry. Why they picked me and Kathy, I mean, we've been married since we were like 10, you know. <laughs> we knew nothing about being single, and, uh, but they put us in this class, and I felt for all the people in the class, because it was so boring, and we were so awful. But then this redheaded kid walks in the room, and he just lit the room up. And uh, we were playing a thing called the ungame. I'm sure he remembers that. And he immediately, that class came to life. And I recognized right at that moment there was something special about him. And throughout my journey with him, I mean, we have worked together for years and years and years, and we've known each other way longer than that. And uh, we have traveled the world, we have sung together. We have cried together. We have prayed with people. And I love the joy that he has. If you don't know him, if you don't know the sense of humor, I love how he thinks in videos. You know, don't you love that? He tells us all about it in his sermons, and it's awesome. Um, when we were in Orlando, we were preparing. We had Missy and Josh down there doing some video for us, and they did such a great job. But... You know, he gets so excitable. I mean, we're doing this, and it was turning out awesome. And all of a sudden, he says, let's go down, and let's tell him about the general, the general Assembly. He's afraid that somebody in the church is not going to know about something that's happening. So he goes down there, and he uh, begins to share with you about the General Assembly. He doesn't know I have this piece of 
of uh, art. But um, if you guys would just play that little scene for me. Hello, Stratford Heights. Man, we are having a wonderful year getting ready to celebrate our 100 years uh, at Stratford Heights for our history. Um, a lot of you who have been new to our church don't realize that we're part of a much bigger picture. We're part of the Church of God denomination. I'm here right now at the Church of God General Assembly. This is the gathering of all the pastors and bishops and administrators from all around the world. Missionaries are here, all kinds of folks who are here to celebrate and come together for worship, for business, for elections, and all kinds of different things. It's an exciting, exciting week that we're here gathered together. Being a part of Stratford Heights means being a part of a great vision that encircles the entire world. We're not just impacting the city of Middletown, but we're touching literally lives all around this globe. We're excited to bring this to you and help in our celebration of 100 years to know that we're part of something so much larger than ourselves. I love you. I'm excited to be your pastor. And I know that what we have the next 100 years is going to be amazing. God bless you. I love you, Pastor, because you're a man of God. I love you because you're a dear, close friend. I, I, I have worked for a lot of men, but I've not always been friends with them. And this is a pastor, I, as, a, as a worship pastor, sometimes you're the guy that's always invoking change and things. I've worked with pastors where I felt like I'm pulling them the whole way. And I love how pastor runs right beside me and then goes ahead of me a little bit and pushes me. Pastor, we love you on this day, and thank you for making me laugh. I love you. All right. I get to go last. And, and what do they say? Last is not, not necessarily the worst, but hopefully I proved that wrong today. Just want to share a few things about our pastor with you today. I, I am uh, honored and humbled by the, by, surely by the opportunity to be able to get up here and speak on behalf of such an awesome, awesome man. Uh, what everybody has said up to this point is absolutely the truth, and, and I will say several things, and some of them might be repeats, but just just just... Bear with me because we're honoring the man. We're all on a journey in this life. We all we are going from point A to point B, and everybody down through history has went on a journey. Back all the way back to the biblical times, we can look through all the different stories of things that happened. There was God's people are always on a journey. And there was always leaders there to to lead those journeys. I believe that here today at Stratford Heights, we are on a journey as well, and all of us play our play, have our place and our part that we play in this journey, and we've been blessed by a great leader, our pastor, Pastor Ray. Every leader down through history has always had the characteristics that, that made them a great leader, and we've spoke about so many of them today, and I believe that the same characteristics that we find in the leaders in Bible times and down through history, I believe that we have that in our pastor. I wanted to share five quick things that I believe that make up our pastor. And of course, we could make another list and it would be a mile long and we would never cover it enough. But, but I want to share these things with you. These are just the characteristics I believe that make our pastor awesome. Our pastor loves. 
Our pastor loves us as a church and as individuals. Our pastor labors with us and for us. He goes through the struggles and the stresses that we face alongside of us. The pastor goes on the journey with us. Sometimes we know that he's going on the journey with us, and there are several times that we don't realize how much he is on the journey. Number two, our pastor cares about vision. I could say this, that our pastor wants the very best for our church and for you. It's not enough to settle. He talks often to us that he doesn't want to just be the best for himself, but he wants all of us. He wants our church. He wants to be the very best that he can be for God. He wants to honor him. He wants the best for you, for your family. The pastor believes that there is a perfect plan for you, and there's a perfect plan for this church. Our pastor is enduring. Seemingly, regardless of what comes at us, he's willing to believe that God is still not finished yet. When bad choices and mistakes are made, he's always ready to stand by anyone through the redemption process. He always sees the best in people. He is so loyal. Number four, a pastor is such a great example of sacrifice. And simply put, I can say it like this. We could try to put all kinds of different measures on, well, what's the pastor's sacrifice like? What, we, what could we compare it to? And I'm telling you this, the pastor has given his life for us. Number five, our pastor has shown us an example that we can follow in this journey. If you just watch, if you just listen, if you just emulate what he does in so many ways, he leads us through this journey. He shows us what it's like to be a Christian, to do right, to live right, to walk right. We have an example that we follow every day, and that's our pastor. I said some of this stuff earlier, and, and I want to reiterate it. I believe, and, and you can confirm this for me, <clears throat> the pastor's at a place in his life now that, that he's impacted people in different places, different churches all around the world, college, to family, to friends, to everybody that he comes in contact with. He's made a positive impact on their journey as he has played a part. And I believe that if it was possible to write down their names, I believe the list would be countless, thousands and thousands of people that our pastor has impacted, that he's played a vital part in the journey to lead them and to guide them and to be somebody there to help them and impact them. Like, uh, like I said earlier, if we, if we could get all those people together today and we could parade them across the stage here, I believe that one person after another would say, yes, he's had a wonderful impact on my life. And there would be one compliment after another. That it would take maybe hours, maybe days to get thousands of people across this stage. And that's the impact that I believe our pastor has made. I believe that's a, the impact that our pastor has made. Every one of them could come up and say, Pastor Ray Phillips has made an impact on my life. Maybe some of them wouldn't even know, be able to call him by name, but they, they would know there was something about that man. God has done a wonderful thing in blessing us with our pastor. Today the house is packed with people that have been impacted as well. Pastor, we're so grateful that you've made the investment that you have. We know that your investment first is to God, but we're so thankful that we are the, the result of that investment, and we are part of that. We love you, and we appreciate you as our pastor and everything you've done for us. On a personal note, real quick, I'd like to throw this in, and, and I'll explain this. I, 
I, I have the privilege of maybe being, maybe being somebody that's, that's received more from the pastor's leading and teaching than, than maybe anybody else has. I, I don't know. But I can tell you that everything that everybody said up here and, and every bit of accolades that they could give to somebody, I could tell you that I, I've had a front row to that to, for almost the last 20 years. And I can promise you that it's all true and it's all right and it's, and it's all real. And, and I've been with the pastor. I remember hanging out with him one day. I've, I've been there through a lot of it. <laughs> he come home and talked about his mom passing away. And he said, I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't, I can't handle this without her. But he's went through those journeys with us, and he's went through them with me. And, and I just want to say how much I appreciate our pastor. And I think, I think the greatest thing is, 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 is to say that where I am is directly attributed to, to who he is. It's, it, it's attributed to the investment that he's made in me that would make me who I am. And uh, the cool thing, that's, that's so cool because that's leadership. That's pouring in. That's all those things that a great leader is. But the cool thing is, is that he's given me value just by simply being my friend away from all the rest of it. And that is so cool. I value your friendship first, and that's what's most important. And we value you as a leader. Second Timothy 4 and 6 says this, and this is talking about Paul's journey. Paul was on a journey just like all we are. <clears throat> Second Timothy 4 and 6 says, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. For I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Verse 8 says, henceforth, henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. With the Lord the righteous judge shall give me at that day. And not me only, but unto, them, unto all them also that, that love his appearing. The cool thing about it is, is what we've talked about is that we're all on this journey. That we're all in this thing, and, and we've been sent a great pastor that leads us and that's here for us, that sacrificed everything. But the cool thing is, is the pastor is on his journey as well, and we all get to be a part of the journey. So we can kind of turn this whole thing around and look to God and say, God, it's your design. It's your blessings. Out of every bit of appreciation that we could give our pastor, those things echo God's work, and they honor God because it's Him that loves us. God loves us. God cares for us. God cares so much about our journey that we're on that He would send an awesome man like our pastor. Amen? Amen? So today, number one is about saying thank you, God, that you love us so much. And number two, it's about saying thank you, Pastor that you would be loving to God and you would love us enough to say yes, to serve us and to love us. And today is about him. It's about him. If you would all stand with me. Here in just a moment, I'm going to ask the pastor to come and he's going to share his heart with you. But first, before we do that, just as a challenge today, you've heard what all the ministers have to say. All the, all the good words and all the appreciation that's been given to our pastor. I want you to think about that. And I want you to think about the journey that you're on and the people that surround your life. Yes, we have wonderful people like the pastor that are in your life leading you. But you have people in your life that you're supposed to be leading. That you're supposed to be taking by the hand and leading along the journey. And I hope today that you're challenged to be better as I am, as all of us are, challenged to be more like Christ 
and to be ones that would be there to love people and help them in the journey. It's family, it's friends, it's the grandkids, all those people that we've been entrusted with in our life to help along the journey. I want us to think about that for a moment. We're going to pray. We're going to ask God to lead us as we are leading those that are in our sphere of influence. Then the pastor's going to come right after, okay? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, number one, we thank you that you love us and care for us so much that you would lead us through this journey called life. And Lord, that you would bring somebody so special into our life like our pastor. God, we can't thank you enough for him. Thank you for the example and the blessings and the care that he brings. And Lord, we know it's in your strength and in your anointing and in your power. God, we pray that today that you would help us to be the best Christians we could be, the best followers that we could be. God, the best leaders that we could be for those that are, that are in our sphere of influence. God, help us to step up and to love and to care and help them to be better and help them to succeed in everything, God, that you've blessed them with. God, I pray that you would anoint us and be with us today as we praise you and as we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated again real quick as the pastor comes. Just want to share two very quick things with you. One is, is that as soon as we are done here today, we are going to invite you back. We are having an appetizer reception following this service right now. Before you go to lunch, we want you to come back and hang out for a few minutes. Grab a couple of uh, finger foods, appetizers, get, make your way around, tell the pastor how much you love him. And uh, we're going to do that right as soon as the service is over today. Anyhow, here you go. Here is the man of the hour. Everybody give it up for Pastor Ray. just remain standing that way I won't speak very long <laughs> if I see you standing up I'll feel guilty <laughs> but um I want to thank you um you know 30 years I've been at this church and I usually was the guy helping to organize and, and promote and plan and strategize for pastor appreciation day and I always loved those events we'd get the gym set up and I remember one time we we did everything in our power to get the money raised up to send brother and sister Watkins to Hawaii. So we, man, we just saved up our monies. We did fundraise. We get it all. I decorated the entire gym like Honolulu. It was awesome. I used to love that. This morning I walked in, Sister Thomas handed me the bulletin with my picture on the front and I was just like, oh, how awkward. <laughs> now that I'm on this side of it, it's an uncomfortable day. But at the same time, how? Could you not love being loved? And I really appreciate these guys, all the pastors on our, our team. You know, I want them, if they will, we got pastors all over the room here. If you serve in any capacity in our church as a pastor, would you come stand in this altar? Come on up here, guys, all of you, anywhere. If you're over a ministry or you work with our children, yeah. turn around and face these people. Amen. Come on, let's give it up for them. They work hard.
Because you see, I'm smart enough to know it's not all about me. I'm smart enough to realize that a church with this many people, with this many different ministries, that it takes a lot of us. And I call these folks here, I call them the dream team. We plan and strategize and cry and pray together. And we truly do our best to do the best we can for this church to the honor and the glory of our one true head, and that is Jesus Christ. And I thank all of them for the work that they do. And I always encourage this day wouldn't even happen if I wasn't sure that in every other area they were honoring their pastors over their ministries throughout this year. They all have an appreciation day. And I want that to always be said and sure because I'm telling you, it's all of us together. I know that and I appreciate them and I love them very much for the work that they do. But I want you to know that, you know, with everything that, that's in me, what I desire more than anything in the world is that we all enjoy the season that we're together. We all never know, you know, I, I don't know what Brother D.A. Biggs said back in the day or Robert Graham or Lane Sargent. He might have, they might have all said, you know what, I'm going to be the pastor till Jesus comes. And they sure left meant that, but their season changed. Now, I don't know what my season you know how long it'll last? Y'all may kick me out next year. I don't know. But I know this, that during the season and the time that we're together, I'm thankful. And I love you. And I love that you love me. And that we're together in this wonderful season of our lives, this journey, as Richard put it. God is amazing in how that he gives us the opportunities to do what we do. But I would be amiss if I got up and allowed this day to really be about me. I love and honor God and his calling and the fact that if I stand as a testimony to anything, I stand as a testimony to the fact that God goes looking for the most unlikely and he puts an anointing on you and calls you and then gives you opportunities to do things you never dreamed of. And I can tell you right now, being the pastor of this church, it is a dream job. It is the most amazing opportunity that any man, woman could ever have. I am the one who is blessed. I am the one who has been honored. I'm the one that God has given a special, special thing to that, that is unbelievable in my life. And I appreciate you. I love you. I love your work. I love your volunteering. I love the ministries. I love everything that this church represents. And I love the, the fact that we just have a good time doing it. I believe there should be joy in serving the Lord. And so I do want that from our staff. I want that from all of you. I want us to enjoy this journey because I believe in just any minute we're all going to be shouting for glory when the trumpet sounds and we're going to go together. So in the meantime, in the meantime, we have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of ministry and a lot of people that need to get saved in the last hours. And in my heart, I'll be a good pastor, as good as I can be, as long as I stay surrendered to the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is my heart. That's my desire. And I want to thank all of you. I want to thank my dad. My dad is here. And yesterday morning or yesterday afternoon, I watched him walk down the aisle by himself at the wedding where my mama would have been standing there right beside him, right by his side during the, the festivities. And I watched him, and I've been thinking for the last 12 hours since then 
how thankful I am for my dad and my mom. The fact that they raised Lori and Angie and Debbie and Missy and Carolyn, who's off pastoring this morning, and all six of us kids, they raised us to love God, to serve God, to be committed to God. And because they've done that, did you see my little baby sister up here today? Wasn't she just bringing the house down? But because of their faithfulness, because of their obedience, because of the way they loved us and raised us, all every one of us kids love God and serve God today. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for Judy. I'm sure she's in the back somewhere getting ready for appetizers, but what would any of us do without Judy Trent? I love Judy, and she has been there for me since I was a teenager. I love our office staff, Janelle. Janelle, lift your hand. She's hiding back there. Janelle and Missy Osborne, they give tirelessly hours to try to make us look good. They have to work hard at that. And if you see anything good, it's because they edited it first. But I appreciate them. And I appreciate Brad and Stephanie, Pastor Brad and Stephanie Reffitt, for not being at your church this morning to come and be here. You have no idea what that means to me. I love you. We, this church, is so proud of you. You're doing a wonderful job. And I appreciate you coming today. He and her are a son and daughter of this church. And they're in Dayton ministering and pastoring at the Philadelphia Church. And, and we're so proud of them. But I'm so excited that they took today to come and be here. And I'm thankful for you. Please come by and say hi back there. And Dr. Bailey and Liz, it's so wonderful to see you all today. You're an honored guest every time you come to our congregation. We honor you and thank you for the gift of your son. He's been a wonderful asset to us this summer. We, have, we know God's going to do great things for him. So God bless you. I want you to, uh, one thing. I know, I'm quitting. You're not going to leave here without God telling you something. You said it when you quoted from 1 Corinthians 13. Verse 8 says, love never fails. And you know what? The man, the woman, they'll always fail. But when it talks about love is patient and kind, and I'm, I want my best and I want you to strive your best to be as reflective of what love truly is in your life as you can possibly strive to be. But when it says love never fails, it is saying something to you, Sister Brandenburg. It's saying something to you, Dr. Small. It's saying something to you, Amy, Jeff. It's saying this, God will never fail you churches will fail preachers will fail family will fail people in this life will fail you but know this as you leave this house this morning god will never fail you he will never leave you he will never forsake you he will always be with you and we have something to shout about today not because a man is in charge but because the king of kings and lord of lords the prince of peace our Lord is the one that we lean on and trust in. Amen? Somebody needed that for today. Love will never fail you. And that is God. Amen. 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 Pastor, Pastor, if you will, we'd like you to step here in the altar. 
This is why I was worried about the mic, because I was going to make sure that we prayed over the pastor before he just dismissed everybody and we didn't get the opportunity. But if our, our uh, s- uh, staff and our pastors would come, family, if you would like to join, we're all going to take a moment. We're just going to pray God's blessings on our pastor just for his life and for this year. And God will take care of him and continue to anoint him, continue to bless him and direct him. Just as he has been a blessing to us, we want, we want him to be blessed. All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we pray today, Lord, for the pastor and the shepherd that you've provided. We pray, Lord, today that you administer to him, bless his heart and life. God, take care of him as a man. Take care of him as a pastor. Take care of him as a a follower of you. God, we pray that you would bless him indeed with mighty blessings. God, not as we would just say or think, but God, as you have planned and designed, we pray that you would bless him abundantly and mightily. And God, we pray that you would protect him and watch over his heart and his life. And God, be there to take care of him anywhere the enemy would try to destroy or tear down or take away from ministry or take away from his life. We pray that you would protect him. And God, we pray that you continue to anoint him, continue to bless him, continue to be with him, Lord, so that he'll have everything that he needs, God, as you open up doors for ministry, as you open up growth for our church. God, we pray that you would anoint him and equip him. And God, we pray that you would just ever be with him. God, that you would be an ever-present help, Lord, for him, right with him, leading him and guiding him every day with your presence and with your will, Lord. In Jesus' name, God, we thank you for our pastor. We thank you for him today, Lord, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. 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 Let's give it up for the pastor one more time. You can be seated. You can be seated if you will. First thing we're going to do, we got to give you a little instruction about our meal. The first thing is family, pastor and your family, you guys can go ahead and leave. Special guests, you can go ahead and leave and go head back to the gym for the food. They will be first to be let go. As they go, We want to pray over our food before we get back there, that God will just bless it. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you and praise you, Lord, for the food and for the blessings and all that today represents. We pray that you would just bless our fellowship and just have your way in our home, in our life, in our church, in Jesus' name. Second of all, right now, we want to dismiss all of our uh, senior adults. Senior adults, if you would like to go, we want you to be first in line. You can go right now. Senior adults.